Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bro Wrestling Show. With me as usual is Logan. Greetings. You're changing it again. Oh well, yeah, because you called me out on saying the same thing two weeks in a row. I'll call you out on anything. It's fine to have traditions. <laughs> Not trying to get like a catchphrase over. You damned youngsters. <laughs> um. So we had kind of a mixed mixed bag of uh, wrestling this week. Mm-hmm. We had a real stinking plopper uh, Monday night, from what I understand. Yes, from what I too understand. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had the Kingslayer coming out. Yeah, uh, I guess he's the Beast Slayer now. He is the Beast Slayer. He's got the merch to prove it. Um, so good on WWE to maximize their return on these feuds. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Yeah, we had some Paul Heyman, which is probably the highlight of most of the things that Brock Lesnar's involved in. Yeah, pretty much. Otherwise, it's just a lot of standing around. Um, then we had uh, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, now we can maybe just cover the highlights. <laughs> Were there any? I don't know. Let's, Would you consider uh, a moment of bliss with Elias, followed by Elias versus Noe Jose, a highlight? Probably not, because it sounds like a Noe Jose match. What about Kurt Angle calling out Baron Corbin for a WrestleMania farewell match? Ah, uh, um, so I I don't like this match. I don't mm-hmm. want to see this match. Uh, I don't really care for the build to this match. But all that being said, I love how uh, so many fans are getting worked right now because this is absolutely not going to be the match. But everyone's still uh, like flipping their stuff about it. Uh, so that's kind of great. Did you see uh, Kurt Angle's wife tweeting about this match? Um, no. Saying something. I think she said something along the lines of, well, that was underwhelming. <laughs> uh-huh. So that was a thing. Interesting. Well, you know, Kurt Angle's spouses have never been involved in storyline, so. <laughs> <laughs> Real-life storylines. Yeesh. Oh, is his farewell match going to be against Jeff Jarrett? Ah, he's back in the fold now. He is. That'd be a swerve. Ain't he great? Ain't he great? Um, man. You know, I thought I wanted a Gable versus Angle match. Uh huh. I did watch this. Oh. Um, Angle, Angle has not aged well. No. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a reason that they need to be gearing up for a final match. I, I don't know. He he 
I don't know. The fact that, like, his head doesn't touch the mat when he lays on his back, that concerns me. Mm-hmm. But, that's fine. It's fine. I mean, he could always go and coach wrestling like his brother does. Yeah. He could. I think he'd be a, a good get for the uh, performance center. Well, no, his brother... Um, teaches like high school wrestling or coaches high school wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And he may or may not have choked a student. Oh, <laughs> God, you can't stay current with events. You don't even get my jokes. Wait, I don't, what? Do we need to start? I'm supposed to read highlights of the angle family now. Do we need to, do we need to start over? <laughs> All you have to do is open up bleacher report. Oh, well, there's your first problem. No, it's not a problem. That's where all the crap that nobody cares about is. Yeah, okay. Well, I, so you I, I go minute. to look at the recaps to see which <laughs> matches are worth watching. There aren't any. This Spoiler man alert. Can't be bothered to watch Raw. I'm not so the only thing that's worth reading tabs. about... <laughs> so the only thing I get that's worth reading about is Kurt Angle's brother choking out some high schooler. Uh, well, he probably had it coming. He didn't actually choke him out. He just picked him up by the throat. But, I mean, that's... Fine, right? That's just that's just coding, coaching, and motivation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. If WWE would give me something better to like read about, then maybe. Asking for a lot there. Uh, I think I'm asking for like the minimum, but <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Beth Phoenix is coming out of retirement. To fight for tag team gold. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't uh, care about that either. <laughs> Keep trying. What else you got? Ricochet versus Jinder Mahal. Ah. Uh, okay, so hear me out. No. I didn't like this either, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raw Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey versus Dana Brooke. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, more of this is, uh, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. This was like nothing, right? Like me, uh, hesitating there to come up with a thought about this match was actually longer than the match, so. Yeah, this like breaking kayfabe Ronda Rousey thing sucks. It does suck because it's like. <laughs> I can't it's... think of a better way to put it. It just sucks. It's like, like it's like WCW and like TNA, uh, kayfabe breaking stuff, where it's like you're... like Kurt Angle's wife. <laughs> I just mean it's like they use like I don't know like work shoots are so tough to pull off, um, and I don't know that. Rousey, for as good as she's been, I think, overall, considering it's still her first year in the business, um, she's been pretty good. I just, I don't know that, like, uh, what is, like, an honest-to-goodness rookie in the world of wrestling uh, is the person that you want to build a, like, work-shoot angle around, you know? Yeah... I mean, when was the last time this actually worked? Uh, CM Punk, and that's because it was, like, mostly real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, Ronda Rousey, like, shows up 
every mm-hmm. week is like excited to be there, wanting to work, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but I will say this: uh, they definitely for a company that's typically as dense as the WWE, even though they may be going about it the wrong way because they really didn't have to do anything, and they're like. Uh, they're like really into this version of Ronda Rousey. At least they are like acknowledging, okay, uh, Rousey's the bad guy here. Right. Like they're they're not doing a good job of it uh, because they really could have just done anything, and the people were not going to take to Ronda as long as you know Becky and I mean even Charlotte has her niche of people. Um, yeah, Ronda didn't really stand a chance in this whole thing, so they didn't really need to uh, break kayfabe, brother. <laughs> um, we have Baron Corbin versus Apollo Cruz. Neat. Um, <laughs> we have Batista explaining why he wants to put an end to Triple H. Give me what I want. Is that what you want? <laughs> Give me what I want. I want to. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this uh, feud, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I think. Actually, I don't know. Like, is it intentional? All are those auto tune remixes still a thing? Well, of course they are. Because this has it written all over it. Mm. Yeah. It needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Why does Batista oh. want to wrestle Triple H? I was just about to say, um, for as as much as I am enjoying this for like the like like I said the wrong reasons. It's not like compelling. I'm not like into the feud, but like there's just like something like Batista has this like Hollywood Batista, big Hollywood Dave has like this magnetism about him that it's like I just I have to like watch it um, and. But you get beyond that, and it's like, why? Why is Batista the guy who like beat Hunter at every corner? Like, I feel like they almost have it backwards, but they're trying to do like sort of a face thing with Triple H, so he can't, you know, like go picking a fight with a Hollywood actor. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it seems a little backwards. It does. Like, why, why does Batista care so much about coming back to beat the guy that? He has never lost to. Yeah, it should it should really be it should really be the other way around. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. He yeah. can just scream at Triple yeah. H, and that'll be fine. The unfortunate news is we only have two more weeks of this build, and then unfortunately we have the match. Yeah, then Batista goes and he's going to be what Blake Bond villains or. Something. Yeah, well, I mean, Aliens. it sounds like he's, he's going to be making a couple movies with James Gunn now. I thought there was only one left with this group of... Or is he going to be in the Suicide Squad? Probably so. <laughs> is he going to be the new Deathstroke? Uh, I don't know. There's, I kind of would like... And I think this is more James Gunn style. Uh, he'll probably be something a little bit off the wall, like... Uh, what they captured with Drax, you know, Drax wasn't really a household name. Well, they re-signed James Gunn for the newest or for the last uh, of this series of Guardians movies. Yeah, yeah, they made made up and everything because of that thing but, he said ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, 
So he'll be back as Drax, and then uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, even if it, it isn't in the Suicide Squad, although it, I think it totally should be. Um, I feel like he'll do something. He'll be Croc. There are some, well, they don't need to recast anybody, but there are some fun. Well, Will Smith already said he's not coming back. I know, I know. Well, they just shouldn't do. Well, they said they're going to reboot it. They're rebooting the Suicide Squad. You can't reboot and then keep some of the same people. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just telling you what I read. You work in the movie industry. You should know these things. (laughs) It's supposed to be like a, a reboot. Without even right. having like Suicide Squad, yeah, or something. I don't know. Whatever. I don't, they're gonna just do whatever <laughs> they want. It doesn't matter. They're just as All dense right. as Vince McMahon. So next up in the uh, the the uh, the comic book movie news. Last up. <laughs> this is the this is the bro. Uh, this is whatever we want to talk about. You know what? <laughs> we don't have a parent company. They, uh, I'm they, not getting paid enough by just, anybody. Uh, they just greenlit the Bill and Ted uh, threequel. I saw that. I'm into that. I don't know. Because it's the only good thing that Keanu Reeves can do. Incorrect. Than... John Wick's great. Okay, until he talks, and then it's still painful. It's so cringy. Ah. When, when when he answers the phone, he's like, hello? Oh, like, he's got He has like that weird Batista charm to him, too. But he Where it's like, hmm, this though. isn't good, but somehow it is. No, but it hurts me whenever he talks. Ah. Did you see uh, The Devil's Advocate? No. Him pretending to have a southern accent? Well, that's like old Keanu. I don't know when it happened. Point Break, but... Point Break was good. It was. But it was good in like a not good way. Right. Like The Expendables? Yeah. The first Matrix was okay because he wasn't supposed to know what was going on, but it wasn't cute anymore when he still didn't know in the next two movies. <laughs> Especially the second one where it was just a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, but John Wick I liked except for whenever he talked. Like when he answered the phone, there was just something like the way he answered the phone like didn't feel natural. Nothing he does or says, nothing he says sounds natural. I don't right, know how it happens. It just... It hurts because he's like the uh, he's like what like a two thousand year old vampire or something. That's the internet theory, right? (laughs) It just always sounds like he's asking a question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, to close out the show, we had Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Or Drew, Drew. Yeah, uh, I mean, this was like fine, but. I don't know. I just I don't know what it is about Raw. Like I feel like they it's had some good bad. stuff going, and now it's just like can't even be bothered. I should be like uh, canceling plans to sit down in front of the TV to watch these builds to Mania, and I just I I cannot bring myself. And uh, on top of that, like they've got my guy Seth Rollins in a prominent role uh you know especially on a week where roman's out uh like he's he was the guy on the show and i just still can't bring myself to watch i don't know what what is what is happening maybe the problem's me but i feel like since uh you didn't watch either maybe it's not just me (laughs) no raw's bad i can't sit there for three hours and watch garbage if i wanted to do that i would watch I don't know. Keanu Reeves movies. Ah. 
No, that's fair. <laughs> um, I'm just not into it, man. Like, I'm really like, once we hit October, we could just start watching mm-hmm. AEW because we'll have a TV deal, and we don't have to right. worry about this anymore. I think I, I think I know the issue with with Seth because I do want to explore this a little bit. I, th- I think the problem is him winning the Rumble and setting up the promo with Brock um, was like the right move, and it was like. You know, it had a little bit of heat at the beginning, but then this whole like Roman comeback thing kind of it now makes you like a little bit concerned that Well there were so not... many there were so many distractions around it. You had um Roman coming back, you have Dean leaving, you have the, the Shield, Shield reunion, reunion. Yeah. Dean's yep. write off, uh Roman's write off, uh and now they're trying to do the build and it's like I and I was ready for the build after the rumble and you like put it on the back burner and then uh, had this weird shield thing, and I, yeah, I don't know. Like I was, we, we, it just hasn't had the build that uh, seemingly like a WrestleMania main event sh- should, and that makes me worry that they're going to call an audible and uh, not have Seth win, which I still think he should. That combined with Roman being back, and they're probably just going to transfer the win over to Roman. Yeah, I don't know. At least we got a decent, um, like, SmackDown championship match for Mania. Yeah. Probably. They could still screw that up, too. Mm-hmm. Probably will screw that up, too. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. It's, man, you know, this year I'd really liked Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the last year, not, like, 2019 year. Mm-hmm. And just... It was more, 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 and then it just like hit a freaking. Mm-hmm. It, it hit the downswing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now I don't care. Yep. Way to the, go. Uh, the WWE style. Move him on over to SmackDown. Let him feud with Brian. It'd work. Or put the belt on Kofi. Bring Brian to Raw. I'd work too. Suck the life out of both of them at the same time. <laughs> Make him wish he'd stay stayed retired. All right. <sighs> All right. So we got through that as quickly and painlessly as possible. Speak for yourself. Well, yeah, we had to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> um, we have SmackDown, mm-hmm. and on SmackDown, we had Miz. I guess addressing Shane McMahon's behavior to kick off the show. Yeah, this was kind of uh, like Shane's big, uh, like he's been a, a face, you know, for a while, but this is his first like big fiery face promo. Shane's? Did you say Shane? I thought you were talking about Miz's promo. No, I was talking about you said Shane. You said Shane's been a uh, face. Well, you know what I meant. Okay. The Miz. The Miz <laughs> came out. I'm sure I said, well, to be fair, Miz came out and then introduced uh, because nobody watches week to week. Uh, so he introduced, before he did his promo, he uh, introduced a uh, recap of what happened last week with Shane coming out and Bullying the announcer, and uh, you know, 
So what did you think of the Miz's promo? <clears throat> it was a good promo. Uh, we know that he could do um, comedy heel, serious heel. Um, we knew he could do comedy face. We didn't really know that he could do uh, like serious face. He, he cut a heck of a, a serious face promo. Does it upset you that he is the Shane McMahon sacrifice for Mania this year? Yeah, but I mean, hopefully it puts him in a good position afterwards to like do something with. I don't know who it's actually worked out for, for like anybody who's worked for Shane. I guess, no, AJ had a pretty good year after he worked with Shane. Mm -hmm. Everybody else though has just kind of been. Oh, The Undertaker is a Hall of Famer. The Undertaker was a Hall of Famer before Shane. Like 20 years before Shane. So says you. So says Logic. (laughs) (laughs) Logic says that. Yeah, I mean, it's... If it wasn't for this feud, uh, Miz would be lost in the shuffle. So it's like, I don't like it any more than you do, but, you know, it kind of is what it is. Miz gets a good spot. He's, you know, he's opening show. Usually the show opening segment is one of the bigger ones of the night. And I don't know. There's some positives to take out of this, even if it has uh, very little to do with actual feud and mash. Fair enough. Um, I did. There was one weird thing. He said, uh, you know, um, the Miz and kind of a, you know, uh, like a bit of a, like a revealing, um, you know, uh, like pouring his heart out type impassioned promo, um, mentioned, uh, you know, he was never the most talented guy, but, uh, you know, no matter what, he was always the most hardworking, you know, he, He's maybe the most hardworking guy in the company, and yeah, he went from guy who wasn't even allowed in the dressing room to WWE champion, and um, he won over the fans eventually, uh, even though nobody wanted him there. And um, that hard work uh, will always beat talent when talent doesn't want to work hard enough, which is like a fine line. Um, that may have worked better in his feud against Brian, but it's weird. I mean, he didn't like necessarily allude to Shane being the talent, but uh, when that's the feud and he makes that comment, it sort of implies that Shane is the talent that he's talking about. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it's just kind of like, uh, no, Shane's not talent. He's You should just be able to beat him because you're the wrestler. He's the anti-talent. <laughs> Now there's anything wrong with Shane. I think Shane and his antics and his skill set um, has his place, but like I don't know this weird um, like top guy Shane that they've like gone with at times is just weird. That's one word for it, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. I 
I just wish that we were getting, and I, you know, it's hard to say that now, but like, I really feel like the Miz could have been in the same like position that Kofi's in right now. Uh, I don't know. They have love Kofi. Yeah, but people love the Miz. Not like they love Kofi. Well, that's because Kofi was thrown into something. Like they, let's be honest. Like if it wasn't Kofi, it was just going to be what's his face, Ali. Yeah. People wouldn't have gotten into Ali as much as they get into Kofi. But if you put the the Miz in that place instead of Ali or instead of Kofi, I don't. I don't doubt that people would have gotten into it. But I don't. Kofi's just on like another level right now. Like he has somehow, in like less than a month's time, taken all not all but like most of the heat. From other like guys doing the anti-authority underdog uh, plucky character, they, he's taken it all um, from Seth and Becky, and he's done it in less time <laughs> to a stronger impact. That was because Brock Lesnar isn't anywhere near him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably because his foil actually is good and is on TV all the time. Yeah. Yeah, if they were having, you know, no, it would be annoying if Roman Reigns was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, the guy beat cancer. He doesn't have to beat people in wrestling matches anymore. Uh... He, I mean, on, on, he could just go away and I wouldn't be like upset still. I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever that. I mean, yeah, I think he has he too has his place, but I don't know that he needs to be near any uh championship belts. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a like celebrate Roman tour of him just having like 5-minute matches where he <laughs> takes a few moves but then like, I don't know, Samoan drop, Superman punch, Superman punch, ooh spear. One, two, three. Everyone goes home happy. How long before they start booing him again? Uh, it'll be the Raw after Mania. You heard it here first. Oh, you mean after Seth Rollins loses the belt and yeah. Roman Reigns is next man up? Those people won't be able to help themselves. It's the Raw after Mania. If not Mania itself. Ooh, but what if they have Roman turn on Seth? What if he costs him the belt? Honestly, they would probably cheer it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do, like, do you uh, think they're just love wrestling fans? Uh, I know that I am saying this while being a wrestling fan and speaking to a wrestling fan and hosting a wrestling podcast, but wrestling fans are just so like fickle. You're fickle. Fickle. Yeah. It, well, it's just like, and we're like, we're so like conditioned for things. It's, it's like, like PWG. The Miz like just had to say like one line in his promo. He was just like. And I think I could say that I have earned the fans' respect. And then he lowers the microphone three seconds later. You deserve it. Um, like we're trained. We we know that when some when a face wrestler talks about an accolade, we chant "You deserve it." Pavlovian, when, Pavlovian when somebody response. kicks out of yes, when somebody kicks out of a finisher, we're supposed to say "This is awesome." Um, if it's guys who are good at wrestling, we're supposed to say fight forever when the match hits like 15 minutes. Um, 
I don't know. And then when like somebody turns heel, we're supposed to cheer. Well, we're not supposed to cheer it, but like that is the Pavlovian response now. Maybe this is the reason that Vince McMahon is insane. It's, it's because <laughs> of the fans. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> it was us. It was us. It was us all along. <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with all those headshots that he took. It probably factors in a little bit. It's all the headshots and the fans just drove him to it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Where were we? Uh, we are segment one of SmackDown. Wow, this has already lasted <laughs> half as long as our entire Raw conversation did. Um, so the tag champs, the women tag champs, finally showed up on SmackDown. He had to lose to the Iconics. Hey, man, they called him out, and they they beat him. There was a reason they were ducking him. Because they knew they couldn't hang. Those freaking Australians. Those Aussies. Oi, oi, oi. We need like a crazy Australian tag team. Mm-hmm. Don't say the Bushwhackers. The... They're new... I know they're from New Zealand, but it's like the same thing. <laughs> the Sheep Herders. The WCW the sheep, sheep Herders. Like Australians. Yeah, just like I'm... crazy people who wrestle with no shoes on. And headbutt people. I think there's a good amount of Aussies down in the performance center. There's a bunch of Australians like on the roster. You just they aren't. I mean, you've got other than Murphy, but Murphy isn't like. There's Murphy and the Iconics. Yeah, I, I felt like I thought there was. Oh, uh, Emma was a shoplifter, and they released her, but it wasn't for that. I just wanted to bring up her shoplifting an iPad cover. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, she did get released originally for it, didn't she? And then she they did. re-signed her. And then, yeah, they realized how petty they were, so they just brought her back and booked her into oblivion and messed with her character and then fired her because it wasn't she, working. Because she wasn't ready for Asuka. I guess she wasn't ready According for to people backstage, I'm just saying. It's true. It is a backstage source. Leo Rush tweeted it. Uh, we had the Kevin Owens show. That's a thing. No more Miz TV. We've got Kevin Owens show. Yeah, I love the... Uh, if there is... Oh, you know what I forgot to watch? I was, I, um, I was just about to talk about one of my favorite tropes in wrestling, and it made me think of... One of my other favorite tropes in wrestling, the like neck brace on wrestler. Mm. I forgot to watch the uh, the John Johnny Mundo segment. Johnny Impact. Impact. Jesus, I can't keep. Well, so in my defense, he changes his name all the time. Only when he signs with somebody else. He was like four different names in the WWE. What was he when he was on? Was did he go by John Hennigan when he was on the Survivor, or was it Johnny? Probably Fair, Johnny Fairplay. It's probably Johnny Survivor. <laughs> Johnny Survivor <laughs> man. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, this other trope is um, wrestlers hosting their own talk show. There's like eight of them. I know. I like it every single... As long as they put like some effort into the presentation, I'm into it. Like the... Uh, I don't think anybody else likes it. It's like his lunatic lariat. I might have been the only person that liked this, but I liked the uh, Ambrose Asylum. That's yeah. what gave us Mitch. He had, like, the giant pad that just said 
Amber's Asylum. I know nobody liked Wacky Dean, and I understand. Dean didn't like but, Wacky Dean. But also, I, I feel like he kind of did. Because he'd never said so much of a word while he was Wacky Dean. Um, but he all of a sudden was not into hokey stuff when he's supposed to be the serious heel. I don't think he liked the germaphobe stuff. I think he was fine being Wacky Dean. I think he loved being Wacky Dean. Yeah, but I like serious, like, scary Dean, too. Like, that that promo he cut on... Uh... All Deans are fine. I'm an equal opportunity Dean kind of guy. Well, yeah, like the butt injection, gas mask, Bane Dean wasn't good, but... the I think the best Dean character that I mean they didn't have good matches and I guess the build wasn't great but like it was a his, slick slick back hoop earring Dean Ambrose Moxley <laughs> when he first called up with the shield and Mox. he had the uh, he had the slick back and a hoop earring and uh, he had a bad finish back when he was the oh he had the Mox cutter right. He or was had, it, the, it was it was what, still called the Dirty Deeds. Was it the forward rolling one? Yeah, it was. He'd have the guy in like a side headlock and fall forward. It was like a bulldog DDT type thing. He it had sounds the, cooler than it is. It just kind of looked like he fell down. He had the knee well, lift. The other too, guy was falling down too. The knee lift was cool, but he never really used it because you're not allowed to hit people in the head outside of FCW. I mean, I think it was like the shooting the guy with a gun hand signal thing that put that in. He's found a way to sneak that back every now and then. Well, in FCW, he used the Mox Cutter, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Which was just the RKO slash Diamond Cutter. Yeah, so there's probably a reason he didn't use that. I know he took the knee lift from after his feud with Regal is where that came from. Anyway, Dean, we uh, we miss you. We miss, uh-huh. miss you every day. But he cut that promo. I think it was against Ziggler. Was that the one where he had the real serious, like, actually, like, really good promo? Dean? Yeah. If you're talking about the same one I'm thinking of, it was the actual best part of their lousy feud where I think Ziggler came out and he's like, yeah, I'm paraphrasing because this isn't what they actually said. But he came out and we're like, hey, we're both wrestling faces, right? And we like to have a good time and be fun. And then Dean's like, no, we're nothing alike. You're a loser. I'm a winner. Look, I have a belt. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing the one. Alike. Yeah, that was great. That was the best part of that feud. That was one of the best like promos I've seen in a long, mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. But, you know, Goofy Dean. Goofy Dean. That was actually in the midst of Goofy Dean. Yeah, but... He... Remember his first night as a champion after Money in the Bank, he uh, Raw opens with like the taxi, he comes out of the taxi, and then uh, the taxi tries to drive off, and he says, oops, and he has to flag the, the taxi down because he left his belt in the back seat, like, uh, like the, the silly goofball he is. I realize I'm cutting down this promo when this whole conversation started with, I love Goofy Dean Ambrose. His stuff with, um, who was it? It was the stuff with Dean Ambrose appreciation. It was the stuff next week. It was the stuff with Corbin that he got like really goofy where he just like didn't take him seriously at all. Wasn't it? Uh huh. But the stuff with AJ was pretty good too. Oh, that, like... I Even when AJ had... was just like, no, you don't understand, this guy's going to come after you. 
<laughs> yeah. I've had a weird itch to go back and rewatch that, like, um, it wasn't even that long in, like, retrospect, but that first, like, uh, from August, that, like, the Tuesday after SummerSlam through, or not even that, just from, like, Battleground. We'll watch the, the SummerSlam build, but uh, watch the, like, first uh, nine months or so of the uh, the new brand split era. Because those SmackDown shows were great. Mm-hmm. Not that they're they're just good now, but they were like they were really good. And the the stuff he was cutting actually like right before he left Raw too was good. And Dean um, was a star when when they had like the three way match with the Shield. Yeah, the only time it ever happened, and Dean went over, and he's that's gonna be the only time it ever does happen. Mm-hmm. And Dean goes over. <laughs> Which is it's it's just funny to think about, mm-hmm. you know, considering where we are now. Um, but like uh, when uh, Reigns was like, "Oh, I I just wish I could have been the one to cash in on uh, Seth Rollins, blah blah blah, or whatever," and he's just like, "Nah, I would have done it to you too, man." <laughs> <laughs> and that got a pop because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when everybody still hated Roman before we yeah. felt bad for him. It was a really under underestimated, uh, underrated time in uh, wrestling, summer of 16. But anyway, as we were talking about the Kevin Owens show with Becky Lynch and Rick <laughs> and Charlotte Flair. Oh, man. This is, uh, this is either going to be our best show ever or our worst show ever. We're just going to have to start. I think after WrestleMania, it'll be a good time to just start doing individual superstars on shows. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of in the mood to do a Dean Ambrose, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, a tribute, a portrait of, of the lunatic. I mean, we got to do DIY still. That was in the works. And then. Uh, well, they're shows. not going to be they're not going to be doing anything new for a year or so. I know, but. Got time for that one. Double turn. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we had more of this stuff between Charlotte and Becky, which is great and everything, but uh, it's starting to lose heat, I think. Yeah, because it's been going since SummerSlam, and we've seen them cut promos on each other, and we've seen them in matches. So, like, the only new dynamic was Ronda. And when she's not, they're suddenly aware that they can't just have everybody on every show. Um, it's hurting the build. I think everybody was kind of just ready for it to happen, but then they had to wait because the event isn't upon us yet. So they, the challenge is at hand. They have two shows. Each brand has two shows remaining in the builds to mania. Um, and they gotta, they don't have time to like cook this thing, but they gotta figure out a way to like microwave it. Yep. And I hope they do. Heat it up a bit. Man, it is falling off. Yeah. That being said, I, uh, I finally bought my Becky Lynch mugshot shirt. Was it on sale? They did 30% on everything. Nice. And I was like, okay, it's probably gonna be the best thing I get before Mania. Um, yeah, I'm not buying anything. 
because they have good few there they have good sales all the time it's just their new stuff isn't ever on sale right so when they do the buy buy a t-shirt get one for a dollar or select tees twelve dollars it's never their like brand new stuff so have you decided when you're actually going to wear that shirt yeah I'm going to wear it as soon as I get it are you going to wear it's it out in public shirt. and have to explain yeah. it to people? No, it's just a mugshot of Becky Lynch. It's mm. fine. She's not, like, bleeding or it doesn't have a picture of her who's clearly a woman and it says the man. I don't have yeah. to explain that at all. Yeah, I almost bought the Gorilla Warfare shirt. <laughs> the one at the end of the match where it's just Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae standing mm-hmm. holding the belts. Mm-hmm. You know, Candice LeRae is bleeding like Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde hair and everything. Mm-hmm. Just got like that red dread. Mm-hmm. Well, they did announce that uh, Becky's, they're doing a uh, Becky Lynch Funko Pop. I saw it, yeah. The the man pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. I almost sent you a picture, and then I was like, no, nah, he doesn't like Funkos. I like some Funkos. Well, I've got two of them. <laughs> no, well, have- four... <laughs> I said two because one was a three pack, but it was, I bought it as one, or I didn't buy it. I requested it as one, as one individual item, but I would, I, I, it's only because I don't want to start collecting, you know, there's a lot of pops, uh, that I would want, you know, that are things that I like, but I'm trying to, you know, if I get one, (laughs) Have you seen the Young Bucks LJNs that are coming out? No, those I would be into. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be like 60 bucks. Yeesh. I would buy them. I will buy them if I can get my hands on them because they're going to be very limited, but they're like the full like regular sizes LJNs. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Those guys know what they're doing. <laughs> and it's actually LJN actually made them. Like LJN or whatever parent company like owns them actually right. made them. So it's like oh. really, it's really cool. I'm surprised to hear that isn't Mattel. No, it's uh, Hasbro. Are they no, still? No, business? it's some obscure. Each um, industry only has like two companies now. I I know. <laughs> um, 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 who does own LJN? I don't know. Hmm. It says Acclaim owns them, like the parent company's Acclaim. Acclaim? Like the Acclaim Universal Pictures and MCA. Ah, Universal. But that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I, I believe it. Um, let me see. But yeah, you you need to look these things up. They're freaking amazing. I will. Um, actually, I can do you one better, and... I can do this. But yeah, it comes in like the actual, like, the LJN packaging and everything. That's neat. Yeah. Like, the packaging is really cool, too. Uh, If they cost less than $100, I'm buying them. (laughs) 
probably worth it. But yeah, um, yeah, I've got, actually got both sets of the New Day's pops. Mm-hmm. I also have a list of Jericho pop. Ah, that's one I, I thought about. And he's with uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody, and not with my WWE figures. Well, as he should be. And you totally should keep updating those. I haven't it's... bought a pop in a long time. People move around. Yeah, I. It's hard because I mean you've seen where they are in, in the garage. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a. I can't get a ladder and a safe way up there because there's like that step up to the laundry room. Right. But anyway, I was at Comic Con last weekend and I didn't buy any pops. Was it? Yeah, I I bought a lot of pops when I went last year. <laughs> I got like, but I got like weird ones like Kurt Cobain and mm-hmm. like um. Which ones did I get from? I think like James Hetfield I got there. Yeah, I saw the Metallica ones. One of the vendors had the whole set. Yeah, I it it bothered me that they didn't have Cliff Burton or Jason Newstead as the bassist. They had uh, Trulio, mm. and I don't like him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I got a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that's a good one. The only thing I bought was a uh, Star Wars Episode One uh, Captain Tarples figure. You. <laughs> That's just I. I wanted to go, but like the last year, I went on Sunday and it just wasn't that great. And uh, Sunday, I, Sunday was the only day I was off. There was mm-hmm. just nobody there. Nobody was really dressed up. Mm-hmm. Me and Dad actually went, which was kind of an interesting experience in and of itself. I bet. <laughs> he didn't know what. <laughs> oh, he was tried. Fun. He tried. We bought a bunch of Legos. Yeah. That's what we did. I bought Kellen like probably $50 worth of Legos. And $50 worth of Legos is like maybe 10 like minifigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. It was fun. Uh, if you ever get to go for free, I would recommend it. Yeah, that probably doesn't happen. <laughs> Unless you can sneak me one of your one of your passes. Which uh, probably Mike could have. Probably pretty, would get you in trouble. By like I went uh for like the last couple hours on Saturday and I was there all of Sunday and uh by Sunday they were pretty lax. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure you could have just wandered in with like just like a like I didn't have my wristband on because I didn't want to wear it. Uh, so I just kind of like waved it. <laughs> I took it out of my pocket and waved it. They're like, oh, you're good, man. So you probably could have just got in waving some like uh, generic green piece of plastic. Would have given me an excuse to wear my Star Wars shoes, which I've only worn twice so far. Oh, there you go. Did I tell you about my my Star Wars? I, I sent you a picture of those, right? I do believe so. My Star Wars berries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Daniel Bryan addresses the WWE universe. We've really gotten off here. I, I think we're just trying to make up time because of all of the uh, all of the not wrestling that happened on Monday. I don't know. You, I mean, I, uh, we're gonna see. Time will tell on the re-listen, but uh, I think this has been one of the better shows. <laughs> is we my just gut. Have freedom. This just this is just a bro show. This isn't even wrestling anymore. This is like just whatever been... we. 
This is just a typical conversation between the two of us. Yeah. We get sidetracked. It's fine. It's fine. If we were supposed to stay on track, they would have uh, had a good week. Which actually, in all fairness, I didn't have uh, time to watch. And I, I say that like I would have had the opportunity but um, to watch the UK because that probably would have just wrapped. Um, but uh, two out of the three shows that... Um, you know, are their regular shows were pretty good this week. So, Take your that word being for it. SmackDown and NXT, NXT was really good. If nothing else, watch that like uh, Fatal Five Way for the number one contender, or not even the number one contender uh, spot at uh, in the match for the vacant belt at Takeover New York. Uh, I I am aware of the results, and I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And I hope they go the direction that I want them to go in with it. Oh, they should. Because I don't think you need to talk about it like it's some spoiler. It's a wrestling show that... It, we're not talking tapings. We're talking the show that aired yeah, tonight. I hope Adam, that, Adam Cole won. So. Yeah, I hope they give Cole the rub. Just because yeah. I think they can do more with Gargano. It's going to be hard to do anything with Gargano without... Jump yeah, off. I was just about to say, yeah, I know like people are into Johnny and everything, but like it just feels so wrong him getting to the top of the mountain and not it not having been Champa. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. Um plus Adam Cole, I mean, come on. He's mm-hmm. not going to he's not going to do anything on the main roster. Yeah. And I it's, hate to say that because it's time to get uh the undisputed era some gold again. Yeah. And I would love if uh, Cole won the belt, but uh, O'Reilly was like his complimentary belt valet and like air guitared it out <laughs> when they came out to cut promos. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly is probably my favorite member of the Undisputed Era. Like, yeah, I'm a huge great. I'm a huge Adam Cole fan, but O'Reilly is the guy that I would hang mm-hmm. out with. I would not hang out with that Adam Cole. That is the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, the the breakup feud right there. It should be, but it's it O'Reilly be. and it Cole. should be, but it would be freaking uh, what's his face. And I know it would just be rehashing their feud from it would just be rehashing their feud from Ring of Honor a couple of years ago. But that's fine. Um, I don't know. They do that stuff all the time. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but you know who they they would use is. I should know his name. They'd probably do Roddy. Yeah, Roddy because he wasn't an original member. Or Fish. Do Roddy because he wasn't original. Yeah. But I, I'm waiting for Fish and Roddy to have like a a go at it. Mm-hmm. And that could lead to it, I guess. But I don't know. I would really hate to see like Fish not with O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, Daniel Bryan addresses the WWE universe. I don't know how many times I've said this. Yeah, let's try this again. (laughs) Um, Daniel Bryan comes out and says Daniel Bryan things. Yeah, as he addressed the universe. He actually, I liked this promo because it was, um, there's like few things that are better from a heel than a like truthful, warranted, and justified promo. And, um, but like still being kind of like a little shit about it. Yeah. Um, so like when he talked about how they, 
he's sick and tired of this uh, injustice that is the Kofi Kingston Kingston situation. And he's not talking about the injustice being, uh, you know, him having to be in the gauntlet match. It's the fact that he's even given a chance at all. Um, they talk about how he's been held down and hasn't gotten his opportunities. That's just not true at all. He's had opportunities and he's lost them all. He wasn't even supposed to be in the elimination chamber match. He was just chosen to be added to it. Um, and it was like, hmm, I don't know if you necessarily want to be pointing these things out, but he's not wrong. <laughs> like he didn't earn that chance. <laughs> um, but no, it was just really great. And I think a good way to get people all fired up for the gauntlet match. Um, and I love that they've re- resurrected the B-plus player by the original B-plus player himself, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Um, this has just been a really well-built feud that... Um, happened on accident but that as history has shown us with this company that is often where their best stuff comes from is the stuff they don't plan yep i agree um and now going into the gauntlet match which i think pretty much ends the night Mm -hmm. uh we kicked off with kofi kingston versus sheamus yeah, I think, I mean, I'd have to look at, I'm sure somebody out there like in their recap has the times of these, but I felt like the Seamus portion was the longest, which was an odd choice. Yeah, it is. You'd, you'd think it would have been like... At least Cesaro. If it's yeah, Cesaro would have been the choice, yeah. Um, but I don't know, I guess it was, it was fine. Um, it wasn't my favorite part of the match. In fact, I think he... With it being like the first portion of the gauntlet, I, I feel like he should have disposed of Sheamus a little quicker. Yeah, uh, well, maybe think... they started with Sheamus just because he was the biggest one, and that would. Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a heel. It it makes sense, like heel mm-hmm. wise, I guess. Right. Or Joe, him or Joe would have been the best start. Yeah. Although, like bookending it with the big guys. Mm-hmm. Or seemingly bookending it with the big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite segment of the gauntlet was the Orton portion. Oh yeah, because, but they already worked together. They, they knew. Right. Yeah. Did, uh, Orton get visibly, like, actually upset with him in, in this one too? Uh, he said stupid. They <laughs> like, came back from commercial and they were outside the ring, um, kind of fighting by, like, the, the little barricade surrounding the outside of the ring area. Um, Kofi was kind of like propped up against the, the barricade and Orton like punched him once and then said stupid and then like took him away. So it was like, you know, they like, <laughs> they like staged that <laughs> they deliberately had him over there just so they could come back from commercial and lead off with it. But, uh, I like how they got one over on Joe. Mm-hmm. I, I, they, they kept Joe looking, looking strong there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rowan was the the quick one, I guess. Yep. Which was your guess, right? Yeah, it was my guess, but it was uh, not how I I kind of expect because he has like Kofi's got for uh, it, it's like somewhat underutilized too, but he's got kind of like a bang bang like flash finish, um, and so I kind of thought he was just gonna catch somebody with a uh, uh, trouble in paradise and. Uh, 
win, but it actually came because uh, the big dummy like hit him with a chair. That's but the strategy, was, though. Right, it was strategy, and that's how they they uh, painted it. They uh, they did mention like, yeah, Kofi gets to win, but like at what cost? You know, uh, a guy that big hitting you with a weapon. Uh, Kofi would be lucky if he could even stand the rest of the night and you know stuff like that. It was it was fine. It was fun. They know this company like oddly enough their thing is doing good gauntlet matches <laughs> is something they've gotten good at in the last like 13 months. Um, mentioned Joe, mentioned Orton, and then the surprise at the end. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a good job um, upsetting everybody enough. Or They did, because I think everybody was like, oh, okay, so he just has to win this match as far-fetched as it is to beat five guys. Like, they'll do it with a little bit, like, the, the smallest amount of smoke and mirrors. And they didn't. And so what I like about it is, uh, you know, I, I'm still feeling like it, it'll be Kofi and Brian at Mania because if it isn't, then like, what the heck have we been doing here? Oh, if it's not, uh, <laughs> the, the but, backlash is going to be awful. But I love that it's like, okay, uh, so how are we going to get there now? He just beat like your top of the card in one night in succession. Uh, I, like what else? Uh, like how is he going to get in at this point? And if it winds up being like somehow just some face authority figure like comes back and is able to get Kofi into the match, um, I think it will be uh, it'll like take some of the edge off it a little bit because I think this should be Kofi's situation to earn on his own. And if it's just like, oh, yeah, no, uh, you have done enough to earn it. You're in the match now. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I, I, I don't have – it's this weird combination of I don't have – I don't necessarily have faith that they'll do it right, but I'm intrigued with where it's going. It's a very exciting combination of feelings. Yeah, I I have absolutely zero faith whatsoever in – you know, them Mm -hmm. doing things the right way, but Mm -hmm. uh, we can hope we can hope. I I think the like backstage, like hot rumor is that it's going to be Kofi and Brian Mm -hmm. at mania. At least that's what's on the dirt sheets and everything. But you know, Mm -hmm. Vince could walk in two minutes before showtime and be like, Hey, you need to rewrite all of this. Yep. Cause Vince McMahon, that's why. Mm -hmm. So, um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't you know. I just, that, right? I, you know, I just, I don't know what to say with WWE anymore, you know, cause I can say whatever I want. Nothing I want to happen is ever going to happen. They're not going to like, they're going to catch me for three seconds on some thing that they do. And then they're going to find a way to ruin it. So yeah. I, I just don't know what, what to say out of it. You know, well, what else can I say? Could watch something else. I could, but, you know, there's Ring of Honor. That's an hour a week. Uh, there's New Japan, NXT. New Japan Cup is underway. Finals are this weekend. 
God, I can't watch 18 hours of wrestling a day, though. Uh, you just wait until it happens, and then you read the uh, the match recaps that talk about what ones you need to watch. Or you can just find, like, the match listings and be like, oh, obviously that's a match I need to watch. Like, uh, how there's a uh, Night 9 had, uh, which was uh, yesterday, um, they had, there was an Okada and Osprey match. And it's like, hmm, clearly that's something I should probably watch. I still I also haven't watched the Ibushi and Naito match. Uh, and then there was also um, a Toru Yanu and Colt Cabana match, which mm. was probably not exhaustingly long and was likely a lot of fun. I am just really excited for October. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. If we get that, if we get that TV deal and we can watch easily enough, I'll do it. But it's fine. I don't know. I'm I'm looking for something else. I I I feel like it's my responsibility to watch through WrestleMania season and maybe even like the Big Four. Mm-hmm. But it's whatever. Nothing beyond that. <laughs> That seems fair. Um, how do you feel about Joe getting Rey Mysterio at Mania? Um, here's my issue with it. Nothing at all, really. Um, just uh, this card is going to be so fat and bloated that is this match even going to be good? Or have enough time, or be placed correctly. Seventeen matches so far. Yep. Seventeen matches. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a marathon. Yeah. Ooh. Cody Rhodes has filed trademarks for Battle Bowl, Bunkhouse Stampede, and Bash at the Beach. Ah. I like it. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? WWE's moving out of uh, Titan Towers. Yeah, I saw that. Um... Where are they moving to, or hasn't that been? Just some other office building in Stanford, it looks like. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have some, like, you know, on-screen significance. There's a number of semi-memorable segments and stuff that were shot there. The infamous uh, Stone Cold is the uh, CEO, was shot there. They had that Super Bowl ad. Back in like ninety nine, um, that was shot there. Um, DX did some stuff there, although it was like the mid two thousands. DX. I like that Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's nothing that was like it's really going to affect the fans at all. It's more just like hey, we've seen that building pop up a couple times on TV. There's been some good stuff. They've done some good stuff with it. Uh, 
I think they've they've shot segments of uh, critically acclaimed uh, Swerved on the network, the prank show. Oh yeah, they have. That <laughs> show sucks. Yeah, the Vince McMahon thing was funny, uh-huh. where he actually like dressed up. Yeah, that was at uh, HQ. Um, Punishment Martinez, I think, had his first televised match. Ah. Was it last week, maybe? I guess it was, because it wasn't on this week's, unless I skipped over it somehow. But half of the show was the Fatal Five Way, so I think I missed it. Yeah, I don't know what else really there is to... Hmm. I mean, I, I think we got like a good amount of conversation in considering what we watched and appreciated from the week that was. <laughs> I am going to find, uh, I, I, I got to do some research um, and figure out when that New Japan Cup final is um, because I would imagine the final is going to be a pretty hot match. And it has major implications because the uh, the winner of the New Japan Cup gets Jay White at the uh, MSG show Mania weekend. Okay. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. Are you kind of hoping a little bit that it's going to be Colt Cabana? Yeah. <laughs> it will probably be like Okada or something, but yeah, it probably will. Not that if if they that. can even like work in the United States yet, it uh, might be Colt Cabana out of necessity. Ah, uh, shoot! <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Actually, I I feel like a guy like Okada probably has his visa stuff worked out. He probably just wasn't ever scheduled to work the uh, Charlotte show. It's going to be Colt Cabana and Zack Saber Jr. because they're the complete opposites of each other, <laughs> and it's going to be fantastic. That and would actually be a really fun match. Then out of respect for each other, after the match, they're going to form a tag team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be Eugene and uh, William Regal all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Love to hear the name of their um, tandem tag team finish. Yeah. It, oh, God. It's going to be three sentences long. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, oh man. Who's your favorite wrestler this week? Ah, uh, I think I had actually predicted this last week. <laughs> but it is indeed um Kofi Kingston. Um and my runner up would be five guys from NXT. <laughs> so that kind of makes it easy to pick Kofi. <laughs> Um, and that would have been a last minute thing because I we I literally finished watching NXT before we started. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, why not, right, baby, baby? Um, just because you could pretty much go with him any week mm-hmm. that he's on TV and he's probably had a good mm-hmm. match that week or done something funny. No, you know what? I'm not going with Adam Cole. I'm going with Kyle O'Reilly because he's Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, why not? And he seems like the kind of guy that I want to hang out with. 
He should be the poster child for diabetes awareness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler shouldn't be the poster child for anybody. Except for maybe apathy. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah, why not? I feel like if it was really apathy, there wouldn't be a poster child. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Anything else before we go? I think that just about does it for the greatest episode of the Bro Wrestling Show there has ever been. <laughs> Are you going to celebrate by treating yourself to some LJNs? I might. <laughs> if they are, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I haven't figured out my price point yet, but if they are a certain amount, I think I will just instead pay $10 for a Becky Lynch Funko Pop. You don't want the clear, you can't see me, John Cena? That is a great one. That is super clever. No, I don't want that one. If I had a Funko collection, I would want it. But If I came across it in a store, I would buy it. Mm-hmm. And actually, next time I'm at Target, I might pick up Razor Ramon if they have them. Razor Ramon. Mang. Mang. If it's less than $100, I will buy the Funko, or the LJNs. Because those are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are quite good. And I have to have them. <laughs> Honestly, I, if they're a hundred bucks, it's still less than those stupid like Chuck's oh, God. Uh, rip off shoes that they had. Yeah. I can't I, believe people spent money on. You know how much my Star Wars fairies cost? Not that much. Less than twenty bucks. <laughs> they were on sale. But that's not relevant. Those shoes are terrible. And now they're making them for like everybody. And I hate them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check Pro Wrestling Tees and see what they got going on. Let's just make this shit even longer. <laughs> oh, God. We're not. Oh, they got some Young Bucks uh, bobble brawlers. Only 360 are available. Available mm. 322 at midnight. Those things are going to sell out. They're going to NWO be sold out. Ah, sold out. Oh, they got a Cactus Jack poster. You wanna you wanna venture on over here? Where are we going? Pro wrestling tees. I'm not looking Pro at WWE. That's just wrestling tees. Pro wrestling t-shirts. Oh my god. Um. All Elite's about to get sued by WWE again, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> You'll see. It's on the third row down. You tell me which one. All right. We are loading. I went ah, to uh, New Arrivals. Rowlers. Yeah. I went That's to New Arrivals. The New Arrivals. So the Cactus Jack poster is really do, cool. Do-do-do-do-do. I want that poster. All right. Oh, that is a cool forgot. He must have hired like a graphic designer or something because he does not have a very good aesthetic. $75 for the Bobble Brawlers? I got a really bad feeling about these LJNs. Yeah. 
<laughs> Are you referring to the uh, got two new words for you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a Billy Gunn shirt. I don't know. Yeah, he's they're gonna get sued. <laughs> um, cease and desist at least. Joey gimmick the whole schlong. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Uh, if I was a a British man, that uh, uh, Lion Mark UK shirt is kind of cool, but I guess I, I would would need. If I buy one more Lion Mark shirt, I will officially have a collection. I think two is fine, but three would make a collection. Um, I like the Harley Race shirt. Mm-hmm. And the the Bracket Buster one's pretty cool too, but nobody likes Chase Owens. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hitman one's okay. The punk poster is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's really about it. Yeah. That's right, Bubba. I don't know what that means, but... Oh, it's Jerry Lynn. Okay. That's Jerry Lynn? Yeah. Huh. No, aren't it? No. Yeah, Jerry Lynn. Interesting. Says Jerry Lynn above it. You're right. The Arn Anderson shirts are kind of cool too. Yeah, Arn's got some good stuff. Swagzilla. <laughs> Fatality. Yep. Okay. Done looking at this. All right. For real though, anything else to close up before we close out the show? I think that's everything. All right. Well. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this before the madness continues. Then, yeah, do it.